Welcome to Ryan Rants and Raves, a podcast series by the Quebec government office in New York. Bienvenue à Ryan Rants and Raves, une série de podcasts par le gouvernement du Québec à New York. Today, I'm with Haviv Zahav, who is the co-founding member of Showfields. Thank you, Haviv, for being with me. Thank you so much for having me, Ryan. Uh, pleasure to see you and hear you again. <laughs> Same to you, especially during these circumstances. Now it's it's great that we can like do these sort of moments digitally. It feels like not too long ago we were hanging out in the store, and you know here we are. It feels like we're just you know by each other in the same way. The only thing we need is a coffee, but uh, that can be arranged <laughs> hopefully sooner than later. Uh, <laughs> I'm with that. I'm with that. <laughs> but you know, to get started, you know, can can you just describe to the listeners what is Showfields? I know that it is the most interesting store in the world, but I would love to hear from you. So, gosh, there's so much to talk about, but uh, I'll try and give the. Uh, the edited version down. Um, effectively, Showfields is a revolutionary retail concept. We built it to engage and inspire your sense of discovery through revolving experiences with the brands and communities that are really shaping your future, right? And so what is that? It's kind of like a bigger mission statement. So what is it actually? Uh, we're effectively a 15,000 square foot flagship location based here in New York. So it's a massive, massive footprint uh, right in the heart of NoHo. Um, and we partner with brands to create a stage for immersive storytelling and unlock new offline channels for growth, right? Um, yeah. So if you're a brand, you want to have a store, it's really hard to do that. We've taken this massive building and you know, broken it up into 30, 40 different brand moments where it's these really beautiful storytelling moments for them. What I like from my experience from being there is it, it is a very interesting store because it keeps you there. It's not just you walk in and you're like, oh, here's a shirt and I leave. And so you have a slide yeah. so someone can take advantage of that. There's a coffee so you could sit down and relax. It it really gives the A to Z. And I think I think that is, no pun intended, but that is what the, the future of the store should be. Oh, thank you. Thank you both for, for, for saying that. Yeah, we really want to evoke that sense of discovery. So Um, for those that haven't been there, and it's obviously this is, you know, uh, a podcast, so hard to visualize, but really we've broken the model in that most stores you walk into, for the most part, look the same, right? Um, you know, you walk in, there's racks on one side, racks on another. And when you are kind of identifying a new brand, it's really hard to get that brand story and what they're all about, you know, just by hanging, by having an item on a shelf. Um, so the way we built this store, right, we're 15,000 square feet pretty massive. And in that moment, we're only highlighting 30 to 40 brands. So to your point, it's creating these moments of discovery. So each brand that's working with us uh, effectively gets their own room. So all the storytelling that they're able to do online, which is endless amounts of content, can really start to come to life in, in a physical manifestation there in the store. So to your point, yeah, it's it's easy to get lost in there. Uh, it's something we actually track uh, pretty religiously and understand like what the level of engagement is in store. Um, so you're right. Uh, you spend a lot more time in a showfield store than most stores. Um, and for us, that's, that's a real win. It really uh, helps deepen the connection between uh, consumer and brand. And that allows the consumer to connect with the brands, you know, digitally, you know, and to be a long-term customer, even outside showfields. That's right. Yeah. I mean, listen, it's all about how many touch points a brand can have. Like, we don't want to really compete with any brand in their digital platform. The, the majority of brands we work with, and we work with all kinds, but um, the core of brands we work with are, are most likely digitally native. Um, and they've built a ton of amazing assets uh, online. We don't really want to compete there. We want to give them another touch point. Of course, we have our own online presence as well, too. Uh, we want to just give them that other touch point. So having that in-store moment, allowing them to touch and feel. The fabric is so amazing. Well, how can you communicate that online? It's really hard. I mean, people yeah. try their best, but effectively, when it's in your hand, that's when the real magic happens. So 
Um, and there are a ton of studies on this that, you know, have shown a customer is like five times more likely to adopt in if they get the touch and feel and a bunch of other case studies around it. But we wanted to have that moment where, you know, consumers can touch and feel and add just to the one of many touch points uh, uh, of a customer journey you would have. And I do want to also underline, because you guys have, you do, how many locations do you have? Because you just opened another location, if I'm a soft launch, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, burying the lead there. I love it. So yeah, we, New York has been our, has been our baby. Um, we launched that. Uh, oh gosh. Uh, next week's going to be our two year anniversary. So congrats. <laughs> um, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, actually two weeks away, but yeah. So two weeks from now will be our uh, two year anniversary from the launch of our New York flagship. Uh, and then uh, just this morning, uh, we've begun to soft launch our Miami location. Well, I guess depending on when we go live, but call it December 3rd, we're officially going live uh, with Miami location. So a lot of excitement, a lot of buzz, uh, and it's so much energy around this moment. It, it's a perfect time for the holiday shopping as well. Yeah, it's holiday shopping. And then although there's not officially an Art Basel uh, happening this year, there is an unofficial Art Basel, right? Miami's uh, yeah. such a, such an artist community, uh, that there's still going to be a, a ton of activity around it. And I, I guess I didn't allude to this earlier, but outside of just being a stage for storytelling and magic for brands, we also do a ton of, ton of work around blending art with retail. Um, so through Showfields, hopefully half of your experience is some sort of immersion into art as well. Um, and Miami location is no different from that. So for us, it was really important to, uh, launched during this uh, week of Art Basel or the unofficial Art Basel and kind of engage that community as well. And is the Miami store going to be a bit different from the New York store um, in terms of the brands and the artists that are there? Yeah, well, we definitely localize, right? So um, we have a bunch of our brands that are in our, in our New York location uh, that are also going to our Miami location. But there's also a local flair to it, right? Um, yeah. You know, it's definitely a warmer climate. So we're, we're going to lean in on the fashion side of things to a little bit warmer climate as New York. It's obviously a cooler climate this time of year. Um, and then from the art point of view, yeah, we had a, a, an amazing open call uh, down there with some artists that we've worked with that are based in Miami that have done some amazing stuff with us here in New York uh, that are based there. So obviously they're activating. And then uh, we opened up to a bunch more artists. I think in total, gosh, I, I should probably know this better, but we're working with 15 to 20 different artists down there. So definitely has a localized point of view of what we're doing there. Uh, additionally, we're zoning in a little bit more on the sustainability focus of our brands as well. So something we're leaning uh, deeper into in New York, but that's where kind of leading the charge with our Miami location. Exciting stuff. And how have you guys adapted during COVID? Yeah, listen, <laughs> COVID, uh, it, we're being completely transparent. We had a moment of panic, right? Like who wouldn't yeah. uh, when COVID first hit? And just like everyone else, um, we actually, a week before everyone else, uh, we shut our stores down. We took a couple of days of trying to figure out what this new world was going to be like. And you know what? We decided that we wouldn't let it define us, but rather show even more the need for a stage like ours in the market. You know, leaders, whether in business or industry, are often defined not by the good times, but how they manage and navigate the challenging ones, right? So obviously, we closed the doors. We took on a few projects we've been waiting to do, like elevating a few moments within the store and even more building out our e-com I kind of alluded to before. Yeah. And we had these really cool live shoppable moments. So that'll help differentiate our e-com versus everyone else. Um, and then we built this new amazing uh, app uh, through our Showfields platform that just like in a museum, when you're walking around a museum, you have this audio tour. Now, for anyone that has their phone in their hand, 
um, and maybe doesn't want to engage with our storytellers, which is what we call our store team, you can tap your phone on any brand and get like a 20 to 40 second audio tour of the brand. Uh, it's uh -huh. really beautiful, really magic. It allows for a contactless checkout as well, too. So all those things we started to implement, uh, you know, during the, the most challenging months uh, in March and April. Um, and then we opened the store back up. Um, I think we thought things were going to be pretty challenging through the end of the year. And then this magical thing started to happen right around August week two and three. And foot traffic started to pick back up. Then we've got brands like American Express who decided to join us, uh, Polaroid. Diageo, parent company of some of your favorite um, uh, alcohol brands, Perrier in collaboration with Takashi Murakami, an amazing wow. artist, all huge companies. And then we've got Danielle Bernstein of We Were What, entire banks, huge personalities. They're joining on as well. And they've all made the decision that now with everything going on is actually a really important time to have a physical presence, right? From yeah. our viewpoint, to be honest, is that we don't think COVID's going to suddenly disappear. And it's possible it doesn't go away anytime soon. I know there's a lot of great noise around the vaccines coming, but that stuff's going to take some time to yeah. filter through. So brands and companies are going to have to find a way to navigate this new normal. And that's exactly what Showfields has done. And we've done it ahead of the curve, fortunately. And what, what I think is very interesting um, is the fact that it's, it's a safety measure. And, you know, the fact that someone can, you know, check in on their phone and listen to the video about the brands or about the artist in lieu of chatting with the storyteller. You know, so if they don't feel yeah. comfortable chatting with the storyteller, they could just, you know, look at it on their own time. And then also it enhances their own experience, you know, within yeah, the store. Yeah, to totally, totally all those things. And you know what? The customer is really adopting into it. And we've seen, as I said before, like around August week two, we started to see our foot, foot traffic come back stronger and stronger. And even last week, we've had our highest conversion rate in store than we've ever had pre-pandemic levels. It's It's really been crazy. And then as we discussed before, you know, despite COVID, here we go in case things weren't busy or fun enough, we decided to open up another 15,000 square foot location in the heart of Miami. So, you know, we're, we're, we're using uh, this moment in time, uh, not letting the challenges define us, but allowing yeah. it, giving it as an opportunity to grow and push further ahead and, you know, bring some amazing brands with us as we do it. And I, I think that's how you innovate even further. You, you did mention, you know, how you were creating the e-com and how you we're doing like curated sessions. Can you speak about how you're bringing the in-store experience in some ways to your e-commerce platform? Of course, yeah. Like, again, we didn't want to compete with, so many of our brands have a digital first focus and we knew we couldn't compete there. So if we wanted to have it, was maybe it's just a place where, you know, customers can come to see the brands that live in our store, you know, or after the fact can, you know, remind themselves of where they've been. Um, we also want to make sure there were some like really interesting, engaging opponents. We didn't just want to have a landing page. So one of the points of differentiation um, outside of having art on there along with retail brands uh, is this, these live shoppable moments. So, um, you know, a few times a week uh, we'll go live with different influencers uh, or curators in the art, in the art world. Um, and we'll have these live moments where they'll highlight, you know, in the art world, you know, eight to 10 of their favorite artists or pieces and the brand side, same thing. Um, and they'll kind of like give their natural take and point of view on them. And as a consumer checking in, um, I can shop those moments live, which is really amazing proprietary technology. Normally in a live moment, you're learning about something, but you know, you can't actually shop it. You have to leave the page. In this moment, you're actually able to click in and shop it without ever leaving the page. So it allows this kind of seamless flow of things happening. And just like the store, um, we're finding people engaging for a lot longer than we had initially anticipated. And it's something we're actively tracking because 
it's just another touch point and a way to engage uh, our audience and for the brands to deepen that relationship with them. Well, it's a sincere engagement too. If you watch live and then you say, I want, or even a record and say, you, I want to buy that. And then you can right away, or at least find that more information about the product. Um, absolutely. Absolutely. And none of these moments are, uh, you know, I'd say, what, what's the right word for it? Like sponsored by the brands, right? It's, these are, these are natural things that these influencers and these curators are naturally adopting into. Um, so it's, they're, they're really coming from a genuine point of view of, you know, I just discovered this brand or I've known about this brand and Showfields uh, is highlighting them. I mean, and I love them for this reason and here's why. And, and that, that's the storytelling that's what's important. That's, a, that's what yeah. people want to see. They don't want to see something that is makeshift and not, and not very there or is just paid to play, you know, in the long run. It it's has not to be authentic. You, yeah, exactly. That's the, word I, that's the word I was looking for. You know, ju- just to continue, um, you know, you mentioned several benefits to brands and or we already spoke upon several benefits to brands and artists to partner with, you know, as it's another way for them to share their story. It's another way for them to get new eyes. But you know, what are some benefits that you can mention to brands and partners who are considering working with you? Yeah, listen, um, there's so many be- benefits to having a physical presence, right? The, the data points around it are, are immense. You know, you're five times more likely to purchase a brand when you see it online. Your return rates are significantly lower. Um, you become a much better lifetime value. You have a much better lifetime value as a customer if you saw the brand in person versus not. It's these are studies that not I'm telling you. This is these are you know profiles of 800 different companies that like major case studies have been built around. But the challenge has always been, um, you know, how do you have that physical presence, right? And how do you have a physical presence that's meaningful for you? So there's the not to call it the old school way, but there's of course the wholesale model, and there. Are, many stores around the world who operate in that world. And ultimately you end up as an item on a shelf or a, you know, a shirt on a rack uh, without much storytelling. Um, or the, you know, the more natural way would be to have your own store. And, but then it becomes really complex. How you, A, find the right location, uh, B, find one that's affordable. Uh, then how do you design the store? How do you build the store? How do you staff the store? How do you train the staff? Then how do you bring all the technology into it? And then once all that's figured out, how do you then drive traffic to it? It becomes really overwhelming. Just for some context, like I came from 20 years of retail before doing this. And uh, my last two ventures uh, were uh, with startup companies. And in both scenarios, we had all the money we needed. And in theory, we had the bandwidth. And in both cases, we wanted to you know, do a pop-up because that's what was you know, the thing to do Funny. at the moment. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, it just became too complex uh, to do it. And we just kicked the can down the road. And I can't take credit for the idea. Um, You know, uh, Tal, who's our CEO and founder, um, had this vision of how every street in in, in the world, whether it's New York Fifth Avenue or if you're in London or Tokyo or France, they are all effectively looking the same these days, right? It's pretty boring. And, you know, there's so many more interesting brands on your phone. And it's just, why is there that gap? And clearly the gap is it's just hard to do. So, what we do is we identify 30 to 40 brands a season. We invite them onto our platform. We, of course, have this amazing location. It's already a flagship. It's New York is a four-floor building uh, in the heart of NoHo. Miami's a 15,000-square-foot location on, on the heart of Lincoln Road. Um, we then work with the brands to design the space for them. We build the space for them. We staff this space for them. We bring all the technology needs forward as well. 
as a natural kind of um, point of view of where we are, we already have traffic coming through. And then you're also surrounded by 29 to 40 like-minded brands. So you're not having to drive your own traffic. Of course, we want you to drive your own traffic, but you know, that's coming from the 29 to 40 other brands around you and the people that are just coming in to discover what's happening and what's new at Showfields already. So it's really this kind of um, stage that we're creating for brands to adopt into the physical mindset. Well, and the, the fact that you mentioned, you know, driving the traffic and uh, I've worked with brands in the past and where they do the pop-up and it, it becomes something where it just stays stagnant, you know, it's because even if they have a great story to tell, but it's, it's not easy going into the New York market, especially, or into the Miami market where there's a lot of other established names there that yeah. the customers are going to go to. So you have to give them a reason to come to you. And, you know, I think um, totally. the, you know, the, the partnering with you, you know, increases the likelihood for them to succeed in that, you know, yeah, sharing I mean, their vision, adopting new clientele as well. Thank you. Th- th- thank you for saying that. I mean, that's really, that's really the vision here, you know, and it's outside of just the brand stories is how do you make the store more fun and engaging, right? So it's people want to come and they want to look around the corner. Um, I guess uh, you, you alluded to it earlier, but a, a funny story. You know, this is back when the idea was still just an idea on a piece of paper and we hadn't even secured funding yet to, to build this thing out. And we're just looking at different properties and kind of like putting a floor plans together and we're sitting in this room and I forget who said it in the room. It wasn't me. I, I can't take credit for it. Um, but someone in the room was like, there's just four of us, you know, sitting together. It's like, you know what? We should have a slide. And we're like, yeah, wouldn't that be amazing? <laughs> yeah, that, that, that'd be fun. That'd be so fun. Oh, wouldn't that be great? And this conversation is going on for 10 minutes, you know, about like, wouldn't it be great if, and then like who, whoever it was, it, either myself or somebody else in the room was like, no, I think it was Tal actually. I was like, guys, wait a second. You know what? this is our store. If we want a slide, we can have a slide. Like, <laughs> You're right. We can have a slide, <laughs> you know? Um, and it was just this like amazing moment. Like, wait, we can do all the things we've ever wanted to do. We can do them because this is effectively the stage that we are creating for these brands. So that was the birth and the genesis of the slide. And then we had to figure out the actual cost of it and the insurance requirements and everything. It became oh, yeah. you know, more than just saying, put it in. <laughs> um, but it was one of those magical moments that when you put it in there, it became a reason for people walking in to discover again. And it doesn't matter how old you are, you know, if you're on the younger side or on the older side, I've had, you know, we've had like 15 year olds and we've had, you know, 65, 70 year olds all like discover this slide. It's, you know, it's, of course it's, it's in this for, for people who haven't been there. Uh, you walk into show fields, you navigate the first floor, discover some amazing brands. And then we encourage you to start your journey from there on the third floor. That's where the slide lives. And you kind of work your way down the beautiful architecture and you find this room that's built like a library. And of course, the library has like this like hidden shelf. And of course, the hidden shelf reveals itself to a door, which then opens up this room to where the slide is. And then when people first discover, they're like, oh my God, a slide. No way. That's so cool. Like, <laughs> I'm not going down that. And then you're like, you're going down. They're like, okay, fine, let's go down it. And then they go ride down the slide. The slide takes them from the third floor down to the second floor. And they just come out with this like amazing smile. No matter how old you are, it just evokes this, uh, you know, kind of like just fun moments from like back when you were a kid and you're allowed to have fun and kind of like release uh, some of, um, you know, the norms of how you're supposed to operate in a day-to-day mindset. Um, and it's really fun. And just, it's, it's just part of that magic that we're building into the store and um you know ultimately that translates to the brands as well and correct me if i'm wrong but i believe that the miami store also has a slide 
yeah, we, it, it, it's become like that signature detail, you know, <laughs> um, it's, uh, so now, uh, yeah, it's Miami. We, we didn't, um, it's just a two floor location, just a two floor location. Um, but so it's not hidden this time around. It's, it's standing there right in your face. As soon as you walk in, you see it, you know, you're kind of, your eyeballs are going right towards it when you see that thing. So and I think, um, you know, the slide is just like almost a metaphor. It's just like it, it, it imprints an experience for the customer or whoever walks in you know, they remember yeah. at the end of the day. It, that, that's exactly it. And it becomes a talking point for, oh my God, you got to go to this store. There are so many cool things. This amazing immersive art experience that I saw there. Oh my God, that brand that I, I'm so in love with, uh, that it's always on my phone. I saw them there. And then I discovered, you know, 10 other brands. And then just when you think it's all done, there's this slide and you ride that and so much fun. And just like, there's so many things it just, it's just another piece of the conversation point for a customer's journey, which hopefully, and we've seen this, gets them talking and gets their friends talking. And that just kind of builds this network effect uh, that's continuing to drive more and more traffic week over week. To continue, um, I do have to speak about Quebec, you know, since Quebec is my employer. Um, of course. So <laughs> have you worked with any Quebec brands in the past um, or do you have anything to say about Quebec in general? Yeah, first of all, Quebec is a beautiful city. So once we're through this thing and I'm much more open to traveling, uh, you know, freely again, um, you can definitely count me in coming to visit again. It's you, Quebec is a beautiful city. Um, yeah, we've actually had a brand, a beautiful brand called From Rachel. It's called Rachel, but it's, uh, I believe it's fromrachel.com. There, they're a beautiful uh, tights brand. Uh, for women. Got a little bit of a, a unique factor in that they're focusing uh, more on sustainability. Um, but our goal is definitely to uh, bring more brands from international uh, uh, to, to the store. Uh, when we first started, it was mostly uh, local brands, you know, domestically, but we've since expanded to have brands from Quebec, uh, other brands from Canada uh, in, in a larger scope. Uh, in store today, also Canada, I don't think they're Quebec-based, um, is a beautiful brand called Yellow Beauty. Um, amazing a uh, brand that's focusing on turmeric as their kind of uh, cool. main ingredient. It's really, really a beautiful brand. So if you're, if you're around in New York, uh, please come check them out. Uh, they're there right now. Uh, and then we also had brands from around the world, whether uh, it's from Switzerland or Sweden, um, and then uh, another brand coming to us from Australia. It's whether you're based here in New York or halfway around the world. Uh, one of the things we said from early on was we want to uh, effectively uh, close the gap of oceans. So, you know, you can be local or across the world and we make it just as easy to open that store. And I, I'm happy you like Quebec. You know, it's a beautiful old city and um, I will have to check out that brand that utilizes turmeric because, you know, it's it's a natural ingredient. And uh, from yeah. Rachel, I know they were very pleased with, you know, the partnership and it was a great way for, you know, as as we mentioned earlier, they're, you know, they're a D2C digitally native brand and it really helped them, you know, part, you know, share an audience and grow their audience at the same time. Um, yeah. And, you know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be doing, I wouldn't be doing this service if, if it, um, you know, we were introduced them to them through you. So I want to thank you for uh, continually thinking of us um, in a lot of your conversations and, and making wonderful connections uh, throughout. So no need to thank me. I, it's my pleasure um, to, um, to finish um, just because I always like to ask the guests, you know, advice that they have. I know there's a lot of snippets yeah. of advice that listeners can take from it, but um, what advice would you have for the community? Wow. Um, that's a, that's a, that's a bold that's, moment. I know it's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a heavy question, isn't it? <laughs> it's going to put in the quotation mark. I'm going to put this in the signature of my email, I guess. No, I don't know. I mean, listen, <laughs> nothing, nothing too bold. Just, um, you know, 
ultimately like do what you're passionate about is no matter what. Um, I've been in retail for 20 years. It's really where my passion lies and I'm doing retail differently than I was before, but it's always been um, what I've been passionate about. Um, but of course, take risks, right? There's nothing unique in saying that, but there's a lot of reward and a lot of challenges that come with taking risks. But ultimately in today's world, when you're doing something, just make sure it has be- make sure it has meaning, whether it's meaning to you or meaning to the audience that you're serving. Just try and find the deeper meaning behind it because ultimately I think you'll find a lot more reward in that capacity. Great words. And, and if you don't enjoy what you're doing, you're not passionate, then you know what's the purpose of spending most of your life doing that? So I'm with you. I'm with you. Um, but on that, I think it's a great way to close. Thank you again for your time. Um, I'm sure, you know, I'll be hopefully in the store in Miami. soon when I go to Florida, um, once a year I go and I'll see you in New York as, as well at the store. Ryan, this was an absolute pleasure. Uh, please come visit again in New York and Miami. I, I'd love to walk you around. And for anyone listening, uh, if you're ever in New York or Miami, uh, please shoot us a note. We'd love to give you a personal tour um, or just uh, invite you to walk through it at the, at, the, at the most opportune times whenever it's available. But thank you again, Ryan. This was an awesome, oh, thank you, uh, awesome conversation and a pleasure. Merci d'avoir écouté Ryan's Rants and Raves. Suivez-nous sur Instagram at Ryan's Rants and Raves. Thank you for listening to Ryan's Rants and Raves. Follow us on Instagram at Ryan's Rants and Raves. A très bientôt.